Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand human, and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Janessa. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm here with Tasha Skillen. And she is a transformational life coach. She guides her community of clients and students to rediscover their gifts and life's purpose while ditching the guilt, overwhelm, and self-doubt and gives them real-life practical solutions. Hey, Tasha, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Me too. I'm so excited what we're going to talk about today. So um, as most of you know, and if you don't know, I am a brand coach and a personal branding photographer, which has a lot, you know, um, of personal identity and, uh, your personality, your original self, your true self. We have to pull that out of you in order for you to connect with your audience and your clients. So today Tasha and I are going to talk about, Um, about that exact thing. So personal identity, identity, the energy that you put into your business when you're aligned with your true personality and your original spirit and soul. Yeah. So Tasha, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So I have, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, so I've seen business owners, um, you know, within my family and watching other, you know, business owners throughout my lifetime, succeeding, failing, um, stumbling through the life milestones that always accompany and are oftentimes the background of our entrepreneurial journey. And I, um, started, uh, I started in direct sales in my own journey in my early twenties. And then, um, immediately because I had that entrepreneurial background, I was pretty successful really quickly. And then in that process also opened a donut shop with my then husband and uh, we were successful with that as well. What I saw happening uh, so often is the problems and challenges that the entrepreneurs that I was interacting with were having weren't business and they weren't necessarily, you know, customer service or marketing strategy, at least some of the time. It was more that as they were growing and changing, as we all do when you're, you're, you're into personal development and you are uh, intentionally growing as a person, those, that, that new filter that you have of your personal life isn't transferred into what that means for your brand or your product or your service. And there's a disconnect and that creates a challenge for the previous version of yourself to be able to continue the services the same way you did before or the product or the, the connection. And so when you do that for long enough, and then you still try to fit in this old mold, it's really challenging to be able to connect authentically with your clients or your customers. And, and, and then it, you can't be successful. If you can't authentically connect, then, then things start to go downhill. Yeah, totally. So I, I can really relate to that because every level that you get to in your business, you're actually being, you know, a, somebody else. Yeah. I mean, you know, not being anybody but you, but the way you are being, you know, the things that you're doing, the thoughts that you're thinking, the way that you're handling problems now, or, yeah, um, you know, handling success. Right. And, and that's it's, a funny thing too, right? Like when you get to the next level of success, you have theoretically new skills and new awareness, but you're not always confident that you have those things. 
And right. so you can self-sabotage, which I see so often, um, especially with women entrepreneurs, because they oftentimes have a lot of heavy, heavy hitting roles that they also play mm -hmm. and trying to maintain status quo for everybody else's comfort, even though they're ready to level up. I have a client right now who is looking around in our conversation yesterday. She shared that she doesn't have anybody in her personal life that's inspiring her. And she didn't realize that, that that was missing because she had done so much work on herself and she had done so much work. She has a very successful salon and um, she was really struggling with, well, what do I do now? So well, now we just have to go find people that are a couple of steps ahead of where you, where you want to, where you are now who have success in the various life elements. That's what we call the, the different categories of life that we focus on in our, mm -hmm. in our company rules and rebellion. And, you know, you're not going to necessarily seek out one person to fill all these roles, but look for someone. If you have some health goals, who is running the marathon that you want to be able to run, who mm -hmm. is, you know, connecting with their spirituality in a way that seems appealing to you and start looking for those types of people to then get more clear about who you are and how to move forward from where you are. Because if, if you're not also updating your relationships, it's going to be impossible to update any other aspect of your life. Right. And I think that's scary to a lot of um, entrepreneurs, whether they're women or men, I would assume. Yes. That, you know, uh, their personal relationships, like a spouse, a partner, uh, their kids, their parents, yeah. they're kind of afraid that if they level up too far, that they're going to lose that relationship with those people. And that's exactly what she was talking about yesterday. And <laughs> I actually have two clients who are having a very similar our challenge right now that they're you know we're a lot of us i think are, are receive messaging at some point throughout our life that relationships are supposed to be forever like, like your friends are supposed to be your friends for, for your entire life mm. and the people who are in your life at the moment you learn this lesson you're supposed you are responsible for making sure those relationships stay intact and i think it's a really damaging rule that we most of us have adopted because not everybody's supposed to be in your life forever i love the phrase uh, a reason season or lifetime and I think if we were more willing to embrace that concept that some people um, aren't supposed to be in our life forever and some we can, we can maintain those relationships if we're willing to have the hard conversations. But I think we can't even get to that point because we're so putting so much pressure on ourselves to be the one that keeps the relationship together, which one isn't, isn't fair, uh, two isn't possible. And three, it doesn't allow the person to actually, the entrepreneur to actually grow to the next level because they're so worried about maintaining status quo for everybody else. It's devastating for, for personal life and for entrepreneurs success. Yeah. It's funny because I think the best thing that I did was sit down with my fiance and say, look, this is what I'm doing. This is how important it is to me. And this is, you know, where I, my, this is what my vision is. And I want, you know, I want you to be a part of it. And I want you to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and what I'm doing so that, you know, you're not just going, why are you spending all your time at your computer? Or why are you, you know, working two hours after, you know, after I get home and, you know, right. why can't we do this? And why can't we do that? And I did, I had to make space for my relationship with him to make sure that we had our quality time together. And, um, you know, and he's very supportive. So, which yeah. is amazing. So, and not everyone gets that, that level of support. And 
I know he's home right now and I know that he knows that I'm recording right now. So uh, he hasn't snuck up here yet. To <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't snuck up to see what's going on yet, but he, well, I think he, it's he now <laughs> comes up and he tiptoes up the stairs, you know, now. <laughs> I think it's easier for the people in our life to be supportive if we know what that looks like for us as well. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I didn't, I certainly didn't learn how to communicate effectively in my, in my childhood. Like that wasn't a thing that my family talked about. Yeah. Um, and I certainly didn't see it modeled. <laughs> and so, you know, I had to learn all of those things the hard way in my twenties. And there are a lot of people who are stumbling through that. So, you know, if you, you build in the different layers of, you don't know how to have the hard conversations. You're, you've been told and you've learned and adopted the rule that it's your job to make sure everybody else is comfortable. Mm. And that if someone is uncomfortable, then that's bad or wrong, rather than discerning between pain and discomfort. Um, you know, all of those factors play into why don't you just have the conversation? I hear people say this all the time. People who uh, are more assertive than those of us who are, are recovering people pleasers. Um, why don't you just say it? And it's because we've had experiences in our past, even if it was just a handful where we have asked for what we needed, or we've, we've given feedback or asked for feedback or tried to have some of these conversations and it was shut down hard, or it was yeah. given, you know, a really tough response that, that in a, in a crucial moment in our, is this something I can do? We were shown or told, no, you may not. And that's, it, it wiped everything else out. And so it takes courage after, especially if you have these habits and these relationships for so many years to uh, instigate a change can feel especially scary, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time, or like you're saying with you and your fiance, you know, you entered into a relationship in, in certain stages of your life and certain, mm. you know, um, levels, I guess, in your different life elements. And when you want to grow and change in direction, it's kind of scary to hope that the person wants to come with you, right? Like, yeah, I hope they want this for me as much as I would want this for them. And, and that can feel scary because we don't always hear that kind of, uh, we don't always hear those good stories in, right. in our circles of friends, but also in entrepreneurial stories either. Yeah. And that they're, you're hoping that they're willing to go on the ride with you. Yeah. You know, that, and they are capable of it. it right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And capable of it. And even, you know, it's funny cause I've, you know, he's, he's still like, I, I really don't know what you do, but I'm with you. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and that's enough, right? Like as long as you know that his support is for you and not necessarily the goal or the, the specific thing that you're doing, um, you know, that is the thing that allows us to take steps, big steps forward when we would have otherwise gone, I don't know if I can do this when you know, you have someone and, you know, we don't all get taught how to be supportive for one another, you know, a lot of us grow up learning how to be problem solvers or fixers. And that's not what we need. Or we learn how to, to not say anything at all because we learned that, you know, having an opinion or having a voice was dangerous. And so there's so many things that go into the dynamic of, a personal person's identity expanding and amplifying, you know, as we talked about earlier, the soul's purpose, Mm. there is feedback coming in all the different directions. And one of the things that really makes me a little nutty when I see this is don't, when people make the suggestion to not care about other people's opinion, Mm. that's not how we're built. We're not built that way. We're humans. We're social creatures. We're supposed to care what other people think it's in our genetic makeup. The difference though is deciding who gets to have a voice in your, in your cheering squad. You yes. know, are you, are you looking for approval from people that you knew from high school on Facebook or are you looking right. for, you know, honest feedback and 
intelligent, aligned conversations with those five people that you're closest to and that know who you are and know what you're going after. There's a difference between those two things. And we're not encouraged to consider those two pieces. You know, I count on my husband and my best friend to tell me, hey, this is not who you are. And yeah. I'm grateful in the past for the number of times that they've said, hey, I see you doing this thing. And I know that's not what you probably think you're doing. So here's what I'm seeing. And because of that, I, I didn't take of a long, as long as a detour as I could have. And so those opinions do matter. But the guy trolling on Facebook or Instagram, I mean, what? No, it doesn't no. matter. Right. Yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't matter. She doesn't matter. So there's a lot of like, you know, nuances of these messages that we received that I, I really try to stress whenever I'm doing any content creation, to be honest with you, but also in the work with my clients. It's important to be able to, to kind of uncover those things because once you debunk some of these myths, then the personal identity can start coming out. Yeah. And I agree with that. So I think that, you know, when we are, you know, we, I guess what we shouldn't be doing is seeking approval from everybody. That's not what we want. Or, you know, looking at people that are a hundred steps ahead of us and wondering why yes. we're not there yet. That's you know, tough. Those are the things that, you know, are more in your head mm-hmm. than not. But when you have people that you respect and yeah. that respect you, then, you know, yes, listen to what they have to say to you and then decide whether or not the mm-hmm. things that they're saying are right for you or not right for you. You know, is it, is that where you want to go? Is it something that you didn't see that you're like, oh yeah. crap, like, yeah, maybe you're right. You know, yeah. But, you know, work through that thought in your head because if you, you know, just take it at its word without looking at your inside yourself and then saying, oh, okay, you know, I can totally see where they're coming from. And, or, you know, yes, I, I appreciate your feedback. Although, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, and these are the, some other factors that you don't know that I have working on as well. And I think right. that's the thing, determining who gets airtime in your head yeah. is important because I think it's equally dangerous to not take anybody's opinion into consideration. Um, yes. If you're just, just steamrolling ahead without taking into consideration the people who do care about you and you have completely as, as much as you can communicated what you want and how you're going about it and what your intention is you know, we're, we can't see the label from inside the jar. And so having someone else um, provide that perspective that are not in the middle of all the ideas and all the excitement and all the enthusiasm and, and the drive and the, and the ambition is really, really valuable. So, you know, deciding, I think one of the things that I would like to make sure that our audience today has is decide who you're who your airtime people are, like who gets airtime mm. in your head and what are the qualifications um, for, for that position. That's a privilege to have a say in, in what you're doing. It's a privilege to provide me with fab feedback about my purpose, because that is the most important thing to me is making sure that I'm aligned with the purpose that I was put on this planet to have. And, you know, I, I Joe Schmo is not going to get, <laughs> get, get a place in mm. that conversation for me because he, he or she doesn't know what my purpose is. I haven't communicated that, you know, as, as, clearly, but also as often probably to, you know, strangers, you would to the people that get the airtime. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great point. So the people that understand what you're doing and what your vision is and where you're going, 
you know, real and care about you Yes, are the people that, you know, consider giving airtime to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yes, I totally agree. Like when Susie from eighth grade says, what are you doing? (laughs) That looks ridiculous. You know, you can say, thanks for your feedback, Susie. Have a nice day. You know? Uh, And and I think that a lot of, a lot of times these, go ahead. Oh, these, these like Susie from eighth grade may not be thinking that, but we've decided she is. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think a lot of this too comes from, you know, our parents and our parents, oh, yeah. parents, and just genetics in general, because yep. so many generations before us have done things a specific way. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And we just feel like that's what we're supposed to do. So when we break outside the box and do our own thing, people don't understand it. Or, you know, somebody that's kind of old school, like a grandparent or maybe even your parent possibly is like, what are you doing? You're ruining your life. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to make anything of yourself. And because that's what they heard. Yeah. Well, and some of them, that was their experience that, you know, their parents tried to do these things or, you know, they grew up in a house where it was silly to take a risk because there was so much to lose. Um, Mm. And there wasn't access to resources like we have now. And I mean, the world's just such a completely different place. Even when I started my entrepreneurial journey, like even just 16, 17 years ago, social media wasn't a thing. Like this is a completely different world that we're working with now. And to your, to your comment on, you know, generational, so much of the stuff that we've learned to be or to not to be, to do or to not do is based on our parents or our grandparents or the other caregivers in our life being in survival mode. And mm. you cannot make aligned decisions from fear. You cannot make decisions that are aligned with your purpose and your, your soul's calling from a place of fear. It, they, they don't coincide in the same space. And so if you grew up thinking that you have to work long and hard for your, for your money, or you grew up thinking that um, if you had a lot of money, it was going to cause a lot of problems. You know, those money beliefs are going to be dangerous for you. And you're going to somehow sabotage or distract or go on a detour when you start getting to that level where you're going to be making more money than you think you should. Um, And the same thing with relationships. And we have, you know, we, we learn from, like you said, our parents and our grandparents, other caregivers in our life, even some friends and, you know, in, in school, what's okay and not, not okay about who we are. So when you're in fifth grade and you're fourth grade, you're having conversations. I'm doing, I'm having these conversations with my daughter right now. She's mm-hmm. 10 and we're having conversations at least on a weekly basis about, you know, her friends say, respond crazy. And like, you, this is, you're insane when someone says they don't like a certain food. Like my son mm-hmm. doesn't like ice cream his friends freak out that he doesn't like ice cream. And we have like a real life conversation. Like, do you realize how silly it is for someone to be appalled that you don't like something that you eat, that they don't have to change anything about what they're doing? Right. This is where that stuff starts. And it starts out with little things like that, you know, and it's insidious, it's sneaky. And so we've accumulated these kinds of little rules, but then also the bigger rules on spirituality and creativity. Like I grew up in a house that there was no designated time or effort to be creative and so I never learned that that was something that would be valuable to me until I was literally 37 years old after I had been in bed for 18 months without being oh. able to do anything. And I, I used to think when people had a hobby, I'm like, how do you have time for a hobby? Like who has time for a hobby? 
because I didn't understand that that could be valuable. It was just not part of my rule set. And so there's so much work to be done. And even if you had the most loving, the most adoring parents on the planet, they were handed rules that they don't realize that they passed down to you that are going to create you know, disruption with you following your purpose because we live in a social society and there's feedback coming in that is wounded and unhealed. And so everybody has some of this work to do. And it's just a matter of how willing you are to say, oh, this isn't the right way. This is just one of the ways you can do something. Yeah. Yeah. And I have conversations with my kids all the time too. Mine are 11 and 17, the ones Mm -hmm. that are at home. (laughs) And then, um, you know, we, we talk about it all the time, like, especially with my daughter, she's 11. So man, girls are just, they're rough. They can rough. Be rough. Yeah, yeah. That's a great word. I was searching for the word and I'm like, <laughs> it's a good know, word. It's rough to be a girl, right? I yeah. mean, it was, I hated middle school. That was an awful time for me. Yes, me too. It was me so too. uncomfortable and awkward. And I can look back, you know, as I was doing this work for myself over the last several years, mm. um, I can look back and see there's so much of me that I was trying to test out during that time period mm-hmm. that ultimately now I'm bringing back into my life, but I would test it and I would get these insane reactions from friends because it wasn't cool, right? Like yeah. it's not the cool thing. It's not cool to be vulnerable. It's not cool to be honest uh, about what you think or how you feel. And so I look back and look at myself in middle school and I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually did have a really good sense of who I was, but I kept being told, don't do that here. Don't, don't show that here. What are you crazy? Mm. And so you start covering it up and you start covering up so that you can protect yourself because we're social creatures. And when you're, we want to be accepted. Yeah. Everybody wants to be liked and understood. I mean, that's what all of us are looking for to be understood and seen for who we are. And so you learn, you know, I, I must not be seenable, right? Like I, I must not be I might, I must not be the right kind of person. So I needed to, to figure out how to fit in with these people. And it's also very jacked up. <laughs> yeah. And what I find so exciting right now too, is that because I have been, you know, doing this inner work myself yeah. and understanding that the rules that were passed down for generations don't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. It's super exciting to me that I can now pass this yes. n- new set of rules on to my kids and, you know, hopefully something sticks. Like, you you know, you just don't know. You can talk and talk and talk, but you (laughs) don't know what's going to stick and what isn't. But just the fact that I can put the, put the words in their heads that they can now like think about it and, you know, marinate in it. And Mm -hmm. maybe at some point in their adult life or sooner, hopefully that those words will come back to them and they'll be like, Oh, I remember when my mom said that, you know, I don't need to do this and I don't have to conform exactly the way everybody's telling me I do and that I can be myself and yeah. I don't have to listen to everybody and their brother. Yeah. I just have to listen to these, you know, my closest people. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those valuable lessons that they'll, they'll not understand the value of it until they're well later in life. And they're looking around going, Oh my gosh, what is wrong with all of you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, if we are parenting, right, hopefully they'll have compassion and, and try to share that those lessons that they've learned uh, the hard way. Cause some of them they're just not going to accept from us. And yeah. And- um, some of them they will, they will have absorbed and they'll be able to say, Hey, so I, so I learned this thing as a kid, that these are just random rules. These are arbitrary rules. You actually don't have to do it that way. Um, and you know, and by doing so you end up finding your purpose sooner, I think. And then if, if entrepreneurship is the, the way for you is the vehicle for you to 
pursue your purpose, then, you know, that's, that's a great option for you. And you have more time in your life to, to actually pursue it versus, Mm. you know, not figuring it out until you're later in life and feeling like, oh my gosh, I could have known all this earlier. If I had just asked the right questions, if I had just been around other people who were asking these kinds of questions. So it's, it's huge. This, this kind of realization and access to these kinds of conversations are so essential. I think for everybody to not have as many regrets, to be honest. Yeah. And you know, that kind of comes full circle too. So when you're looking for the people that want to have these conversations and that, you know, have the same energy that you're looking for to, to get to your own next level, because that's what we do. We look for those people that are where we want to be Mm -hmm. and have that same energy. Like we're attracted to them the same way our clients are attracted to us. Sure. So, and you know, the closer you can get to your personal identity, like not everyone is, it, 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 this is not quick. This is not a fast thing. This is something that you will work on for the rest of your life. It is, you know, you will figure out more and more every day when you work on it, who you are and what you really believe and how you really feel and look at things. And the more you find that, the better your business becomes. A hundred percent. The more people you attract, the more patient you become with yourself and the more energy you can put in to your own business. Because Absolutely. now you're not feeling so, you know, much pressure and so much doubt and, you know, self-worth issues and all of these things that come up for everybody. But, well, especially entrepreneurs, I probably could have skipped a whole lot of (laughs) self-growth. I think if I didn't, you know, decide to, to be an entrepreneur, I'm super glad I did because it's very freeing to do that self-development and to, you know, learn about yourself while you're doing this. You like peel back these layers that you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Well, and when you're around other people doing the same work, it it's you get you get inspired by other people having mm. these these breakthroughs as well. So I have a community called the Rule Breaker Society. It's this monthly membership community that I have, and mm. one of the things that I see happening in this group is one person will comment on, let's say this month we're talking about money. So one will say, "Well, I'm struggling with this idea about money. I see it keep coming up in these in these." different areas of my life, even though I've already addressed it six months ago when we talked about the last time, <laughs> someone else will say me too. I've been, you know, I see it progress in these areas of my life, but not progress in these. And because it's validated and normalized and the co- overall concept is always practice, there's not an end result because if you keep growing, you get more and more familiar with the next version of yourself. And so it's, you're not achieving a thing. You're not like all of a sudden going to wake up one day and say, oh, now I know who I am and who I will always be. And this is the end of the story. It's it's always going to be, if you're intentional about it, you'll always keep growing. And so there will always be something else to uncover and to fine tune and practice. And it becomes energizing as opposed to depleting. The work of peeling back the layers initially can feel exhausting. It can feel like you're swimming in a pile of crap. (laughs) Yeah. And it it feels daunting sometimes. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, some people kind of steer away from this because it can be a little heavy, but once you get through that initial few steps of peeling back those really like hardened layers on the outside, Mm -hmm. it can get so energizing and you're not, 
you're not wasting energy trying to figure out how to be this other thing that you thought you were supposed to be. It's not, it's not 17 steps to become this mysterious person that you're told to be. It's you just show up and, and you're honest about what you want and, and your purpose and you're listening to your inner wisdom yeah. and then you just be it. Then you're just doing it. And then, so there's no extra step and then you can actually amplify the energy that you have about that, that specific category of your life and instead of trying to work hard at it. Yeah. And then you'll get to the point where you know that you're just about to level up because yes. you know the feeling. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here comes the feeling. This is awesome. And then it's like, I can't wait to get through this part yes. to see what comes next. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, it becomes almost like this very cool game of like, you know, clue. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and that's what I totally agree. You're looking around going, oh, there's a sign. Oh, Oh, I didn't see this with me the whole time I've been on this planet. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had this in my back pocket. Yeah. And the people in your life that all of a sudden, you know, show up in a completely different light because you now can see it in a different way. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible. And the snowball effect of, of this kind of work is, is amazing. Yeah. And then showing up as your true self and being bold and unapologetic and, you know, just confident and incredible in your business, really like you're, it's just going to explode. Like when, when that happens, when you step into it and you're like, F yes, this is who I am. People are going to go, Whoa, who is this? I gotta, you know, follow this person or I got to check out more about this person. And all of a sudden your business goes, woo. And you're like, Whoa, what just happened? (laughs) Well, it's so cool. Yes. And you know what I love about this that I've only in the last probably two years really been able to embrace really actually probably if I'm being honest, probably the last year is that when you show up as your full self and you're truly stepping into this identity that you have always been like your, your original self that you're born into, Mm. you allow people to sort themselves you don't have to convince anybody that you're, you're a certain thing anymore. You just show up and let people say, that's not my jam. And you love and lovingly send them on their way to find their person. Yeah. You attract the person that you are meant to be. And I think this is one of the biggest mistakes that we think as entrepreneurs. And I think we hear a different couple of different versions of this messaging, but you aren't supposed to be for everyone. Like imagine if really like there's 7.6 billion people on this planet. Imagine <laughs> if every entrepreneur said, yes, Yes, I want you to coach me. Yes, Janessa, I want you to be my branding coach. Like you would not be able to handle all of that. I'd be like, oh my gosh. Yes, there's no way you could function and serve everyone. So there's a reason for that because you're a specific flavor for this number of people who are waiting for you to show up and they can't find you because you're trying to fit in for everybody. And so by showing up in, in your purpose and really doing the work to uncover who you are, you're allowing people to sort themselves away from you, which will create the void for the people who are waiting for you to come find you. Yeah. And you know, what also is funny too, is that when you're, you know, figuring out yourself, your business is going to change too. Like not drastically change, but it, it will evolve. Your brand will evolve. Your messaging will evolve. All of those things evolve as you peel layers back of yourself because you're going to find more things I think about yourself. A, yeah, that's such an important point you make because I think people think, well, once I have my website copy done, mm. that's what it's going to be forever. Mm-mm. And if I end up having to change it later, then I did something wrong. 
Yeah. That's not and how this works. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Yeah. So expect, you know, yeah. expect your, your growth to grow your business and evolve everything that you are doing in yeah. life, in your life and in your business. Like the way you are showing up, the way you are being, the way, you know, you do things, like we said in the beginning, the way you make decisions, all of those things are going to be different with every layer that you pull off. And I love the fact that you said that, you know, no matter what um, level it is, like there's no extra steps that you have to take. It's you peel the layer back and now you just are being, you know, that person without that layer. Mm -hmm. You don't, it's not scary because it's not, you're not being a different person air quotes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're always you, you're just finding more of you. It's unreal. And it's hard. You, you know, you and I are trying our hardest to help people understand. This. I know it is very hard to understand because I have a really you, hard time too. You, yeah. Until you lean into it a little bit and, and you are, like we said earlier, around people who are doing this work actively and open about it. Mm. It's really tough. If you are, you know, myself three years ago, five years ago, I would have been like, I hear you, but it looks like a whole lot of painful work. It looks like a whole lot of exhaustion. It looks like I'm going to lose a lot of things. And mm. if I'm being completely honest, I did. I lost a ton of relationships, but I more so released them than I lost them because mm. I wasn't serving that community anymore. They weren't serving me anymore. And it was best for everybody that you figure out where you're supposed to be and get in that lane because otherwise it's just a lot of friction that doesn't get anybody anywhere. So, yeah. and you it just holds you back. Yeah. Well, and, and also you're, and you're holding them back. Yeah. It's a two way thing. I think this is the other thing that people struggle with is not realizing it's an equal exchange both ways. So yeah. you're not sending people off and saying, you know, screw you. You're saying mm-hmm. I release you to go find the person who better aligns with what you need now, because right now I don't feel like I'm connected with what you need. And so whether it's, you know, customers, clients, it's friends, it's, uh, you know, community members, depending on where you are, you know, online communities, in-person communities, all of that, they're, they're serving a purpose. And if they're no longer serving you being in alignment, if it's not a long, no longer alignment, then it's not going to benefit anybody. Right. Yeah. And, and if you keep doing it out of alignment, both and see the friction. It's yeah. not just you and it's not just them. It's both sides are now no longer comfortable and it's awkward and, yeah. and stressful. So, and that's the whole purpose. Like nobody wants to live like that. So. And it's not necessary. Exactly. It's yeah. not necessary. It's <laughs> totally not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I know. Right. You know, like so many of us just walk around like this, these stress balls all day long. And it's just, man, put your energy towards all of that energy that you're putting towards your stress, put it towards something that you love, put it towards something that you want, put it towards your vision and see your world change. And find people who see that light in you as well. Find the people who look at you and go, oh my gosh, I, you're amazing. You need to be around people who appreciate your brilliance. And if you're worried that that's not, that doesn't exist, that's, it's not, that's not a real thing. (laughs) Like your people are out there. We're all designed to have a village who support us to fulfill our purpose. We're all co-creators of our experiences. And so you have co-creators out there waiting to co-create with you. Mm. So 
they can't find you if you're hiding beneath all of these rules that you you adopted over your lifetime. So, you know, take the step, trust the process, trust that you wouldn't be put on this planet to feel this alone, to feel this unheard or unseen, and that you just have to be able to 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 show up a little bit, and then you'll start finding some people who are who are willing to celebrate and excited to celebrate every step of your of your path. Amen. I was just gonna, you know. We're just going to wrap this up. And I was just going to say, Tasha, do you have any last words? But I think you just <laughs> totally nailed, you know, d- mic dropped those last words right there. <laughs> so tell us where we can find you, Tasha. And so that uh, and a- anybody that's listening to this episode, please let us know that you listen to the episode. Send us a DM on Instagram or, you know, leave us a comment on the podcast leave a review we'd all love to hear from you and then go show Tasha some love because she rocks obviously and let us know you know let her know what you thought ask her questions send me a dm ask me questions you know where to find me i'm gonna let tasha tell you where to find her yeah so um yeah i'd love to answer any questions you have but also if there's anything that we talked about today that was you know, especially resonating with you or you made you go, Oh, I never thought about that way. Let me know that too. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tasha Skillen, super easy. T A S H A S K I L L I N. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Just search my name, Tasha Skillen, super easy. And then my website is, uh, rules and So just rules and then a N D rebellion.com. And, uh, you'll see, you know, some options for some free resources, as well as the Rule Breaker Society waitlist enrollment is not open right now, but it will be in a couple of weeks. And that is the community that we have um, for our, our members to work through some of these concepts we were talking about. We, we go through money module. We have talked about um, spirituality, creativity, uh, your health and your relationships in all aspects of your life. So um, that's our, our paid community. And then we also have a a free Facebook group as well that you can find on my Facebook page just by searching Tasha Skilling. Awesome. That's so cool. All right, Tasha, thank you so much for being here. This was an awesome conversation. And I hope that everyone listening got something out of it. So definitely let us know what you did get out of it. And we will talk to you the next time you pop in your ear pods and hear my voice. See you later.